When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $15.99. Save $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I had this dream the other night that I was eating the tips off of the tops of matches. And it was like this compulsion that I couldn't stop. I would light a match, blow it out, and then bite off the burnt crispy tip. I went through a whole box of matches. And then later when I woke up, I still had this sort of nauseating sulfurous taste in my mouth. I just couldn't get rid of it. Many of us have been reporting strange and disturbing dreams lately. Research has shown that traumatic and disruptive events, natural disasters, terrorist attacks, wars, a pandemic, all of them can lead to an increase in these anxious, intense dreams. I gotta tell you, I've also had my fair share of weird dreams in the last year. I typically really haven't remembered my dreams, but lately I have found myself dreaming about being in the driver's seat of a car with honestly no idea where I was headed. My mouth was essentially uh, full of this gum-like material and I had no teeth as far as I could tell. When I looked around in that car that I was driving with no destination, I saw my girls except they had all aged at least another 10 to 15 years. I woke up with my heart racing, I was sweating, I felt like I had lost so much time and I was without any direction in my life. It was an anxious dream. You can probably hear it in my voice even right now. So many of you have been telling us about your own strange and even upsetting dreams. So I decided to revisit an episode from last May when we spoke to a noted dream researcher about how COVID-19 doesn't just play a role in our waking lives, it can also haunt us when we sleep. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Coronavirus, Fact versus Fiction. One of the early anxiety dreams I had as we were just getting used to this pandemic was that I dreamed that I was trying to put a hood on my cat to protect him from something toxic in the air, and the hood would make him not breathe in the toxins. And I was so scared that I wasn't going to get the hood on him in time to protect him. That's Deirdre Barrett, a psychologist and dream researcher at Harvard University. She's currently conducting a dream survey around COVID-19 dreams. I wanted to talk to Deirdre about what's happening to our minds during this global crisis and what we can do to manage the stress better. As a student of the brain, I've always been fascinated with dreams. So I asked Deirdre, why do we dream? Our dreams occur predominantly, but not solely, in rapid eye movement sleep. We are replenishing certain neurotransmitters. We're fine-tuning our temperature regulation. But they're clearly serving some more psychological functions of consolidating memories, matching similar events to each other in categorizing them in our mind, 
And I, I think that dreams are just thinking in a different biochemical state. So we're thinking about all of our usual thoughts and concerns, but in this biological state that's much more visual, much more intuitive, much less logical and linear. So that's why you see dreams having these fantastic visual metaphors for things. So I had a dream last night that I felt something weird in my mouth and all of my front teeth were gone. So it was bloody and just my gums. Why are we experiencing this collective moment of bizarre dreams? Is there a role that anxiety is playing? For some people who I think feel pretty safe at home, it's just the more time to sleep and the longing for certain things that you then have kind of bizarre, fantastic, wonderful dreams about. Um, but lots of people are having a lot of anxiety through this. Every inch is covered in cockroaches. And um, like we're talking like black specks everywhere. Like you could not walk without sort of cockroaches like crawling on you or flying. So I'm totally freaked out. And for some reason, we can't find anything to kill the cockroaches with. So we are taking cat litter and we're like pouring it on the cockroaches and they're slowly dying. But it was absolutely horrifying. In the survey I'm doing online about dreams about the pandemic, bugs are the most common one. I've seen just dozens and dozens and dozens of dreams where the dreamer is being attacked by usually large numbers of bugs, uh, swarms of flying insects, roaches are crawling towards you, masses of wriggling worms. The average person's typical dream is an anxiety dream. Either they're dreaming about getting the virus or they're dreaming some metaphor for it, like swarms of bugs attacking them. Hmm. And the healthcare providers are having full-on nightmares like you would see from, from soldiers at war. Pretty vivid images of what it's like to have somebody on a ventilator and still not able to breathe. Their visuals are much closer to what's really happening than the average person tends to go toward the metaphor. Do we all dream? Yes. Uh, the vast majority of dreams happen during rapid eye movement sleep. And we go into REM sleep every 90 minutes. And if you have someone sleep in a sleep lab for eight hours and awaken them during each REM period, you will get five dream accounts from most people. But our long-term memory is not turned on during REM sleep. So most dreams are forgotten because we don't wake up and activate the transfer into our long-term storage. Have you ever seen anything quite like what we're seeing now in terms of this collective moment of dreams? No, I think this is unique for a couple of reasons. Uh, one is that any big life event, including crises, tends to stir up our dream lives. We're just thinking more intensely and emotionally by day, and dreams are just thinking in a different biochemical state. We're catching up on sleep and sleeping a little longer, uh, and we're not setting alarms, which means that we wake up naturally out of dreams much more, whereas an alarm usually catches some other stage of sleep. So just biologically, we're prone to having more and more vivid dreams as we catch up on sleep. So I do think this is pretty unique, even though I certainly see many of the same patterns with the 9-11 dreams I collected or Kuwaitis right after the Iraqi occupation. 
or I did a study on POWs in a German prisoner of war camp in World War II and their dreams. But this, this is unique in how global it is. Can you talk a little bit about your work um, studying the dreams of 9-11 survivors? The dreams I saw after 9-11 shared some patterns with this. The typical person who had seen it on TV, they weren't living right around the towers. They had lots and lots of anxiety dreams where they would dream of buildings falling down or planes crashing or hijackers with knives. But usually they would also have lots of other more bizarre fantastic stuff or things from their own lives going on in it. But the first responders after 9-11 just had full-on post-traumatic nightmares. And then gradually, some of the people who were having bad nightmares began to spontaneously have mastery dreams where it's kind of metaphorically solved in the dream. There's one that was the woman who had been the air traffic controller that guided the flight that went out of Dulles Airport, had a recurring dream where she was watching her radar screen and she could see this plane beginning to not follow its flight plan and just veer off her screen. And then it reappeared on the screen, headed toward the Pentagon, and she was just watching this in real time, helpless, you know, trying to send signals to tell them not to do this, but realizing more and more that it was intentional. And that had been a real-life experience, and she just relived that over and over. And finally, at some point in just naturally recovering from the traumatic experience without intervention, she had a dream where that was happening, and she just reached into her radar screen And she picked the little tiny plane out of the screen and just cradled it in her hand so that it couldn't do this. And she said she woke up feeling really relieved and healed and like the 9-11 experience was finally actually behind her. That's amazing. I mean, the way you describe that, Deirdre, sounds like it was a therapy for this particular flight controller. I definitely think that our dreams are thinking through trying to help us. And sometimes, just like our waking mind, they are just stuck in endless anxiety cycles and are not getting us anywhere. Although we've also taken that kind of story and we now coach people who are having recurring trauma nightmares in the idea that you can rescript your dream and think of a a way that it would feel satisfying for it to end, whether it's a very literal, you know, somebody saves you, or whether it's a very dreamlike metaphoric thing. Are there ways to try and help ourselves get both better sleep and and maybe more pleasant dreams? In general, if you're having just lots of anxiety dreams, the best technique to stop those is to think of what you would like to dream about, like a favorite person you'd like to see or a place you'd like to visit after this is over. And then as you're falling asleep, picture the core image for that, the person's face or the place, and just tell yourself, I want to dream about this and enjoy the image. And that will make it both likelier that you dream about your target content, but also much less likely that you have a recurring anxiety dream. In my dream, I'm with a bunch of friends sitting in a restaurant having a meal. We're sitting at these round wooden tables. 
and all of a sudden the roof of the restaurant contracts and we can see the open sky and the tabletops are now connected. There's these wires coming out of them and they become hot air balloons and we all float away into the sky. Do you find value in trying to record your dreams after you wake up? Yes, I think keeping a dream journal is a very interesting experience. You'll notice patterns in your dreams over time that you might not get just from thinking about each individual dream. So now is the ideal time. Both people are recalling more and more interested in it, but we have more time to be doing things like dream journaling. So some people like to write them down in an old-fashioned pretty journal, and other people just dictate them to their phone. But uh, I'd encourage people who are noticing more dreams lately to start a dream journal. Since we last spoke with Deirdre in May, she says that her research shows that anxiety dreams, like being out in public without a mask, have increased, and that many people continue to report PTSD nightmares, especially ER and ICU healthcare workers, and those who've also survived a COVID hospitalization. All of this is understandable, but I'm also happy to say that some people are now increasingly sharing hopeful dreams as well. With the end of the pandemic in sight, some are also reporting what can best be described as back-to-normal dreams, which may mean that they believe some sort of normalcy is within sight. Deirdre's book about pandemic dreams and nightmares, it came out over the summer, and it's called, what else? Pandemic Dreams. And she's also still conducting that dream survey she talked about. Now, if you're experiencing intense dreams, first of all, you should know that you're not alone but you might consider jotting them down. Just jotting them down. The practice of writing them might actually reveal something. And as always, if you have questions, please record them as a voice memo and email them to asksanjay at cnn.com. We might even include them on the next podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening. We all do things our own way, and since the way that each of us sleeps is unique, you need a bed that fits you just the right way. Sleep Number smart beds make your sleep experience as individual as you are, using cutting-edge technology to give you effortless, high-quality sleep every night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $15.99. Save $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.